With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Restoring Grace Radio on blogtalkradio.com. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace. Thank you for joining us either live or on archives. Restoring Grace Radio is here to provide online lessons about the Christian faith, our history, our documents, and how to express our faith to a very needy world. Thank you for listening, and now, on to our broadcast. Welcome, everybody. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace. And whether you're joining us either live or on archive, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we have so much going on on Restoring Grace Radio. Of course, Rabbi Hillbrand's Torah Treasure Show. Last week, we had Dr. Tom Bloomfield on with the rabbi talking about Jewish-Christian relations. Um, we rebooted and kicked off after a little bit of uh, time away. The Candid Conversations with Rebecca Cooper. Um, we've got disc golf news and views. Now it's a little more lighthearted. And by the way, we'll be back on the air tomorrow night with Ladies Night interviewing women that play the game of disc golf. But tonight, I want to talk to you about energy flows where your intention goes. So I want to say that again. Energy flows where your intention goes. Every each positive spiritual action we take ultimately makes the world a better place. And we often think um, of our spiritual worldview, your, your practice, your faith tradition, and, and holding our faith tradition more important than our view from a point of where we are, seeing the good that needs to be done and doing it. It's an age-old argument. It, it comes up with the idea that you see somebody who's in need, a, a homeless person sitting on a little sign or walking around. And, and so many people would say some pretty remarkable things like, well, um, he probably has a car parked around the corner and he makes like $50 an hour collecting it. No wonder guy hasn't gone back to work or no wonder this didn't happen or that didn't happen. And those are um, interesting comments. But I have to think in my mind that the vast majority of homeless people are not people who do that for a job. And I think what can happen is we can become so cynical and we can say, well, if they live their life right, if they did this, they'd be in a different place. And we employ this spiritual worldview, kind of like they're in the spot they've earned and that's where they should be compared to our view from the point. When Jesus looked over the top of Jerusalem, he wept over 
what was coming. He understood the destruction. He understood the pain and the suffering that was going to happen. He never really said, oh, you guys have it coming. Some of you are just faking it anyway. He wept over what was happening. Each positive spiritual action that we take ultimately makes the world a better place. God did not invest his time, his effort, his son in us for us to determine how hopeless or fruitless spiritual work really is. God doesn't bring all these things to our path, all these things to our mind, all these things for us to be able to see and to do and to participate in, for us to go, yeah, but it really doesn't matter. Yeah, that's not going to help. Every single good deed, every single good action helps the whole world recover. There's going to come a time, and I just know, um, I just know that there's going to be a moment where there's going to be an overwhelming sense of good deeds happening, that it's actually going to overwhelm the evil. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me that we, we think that, oh, that person probably is just faking. Yeah, okay, let's calm down, everybody. Everybody just slow down here a little bit. Let's think about it. When you do a spiritual action, you know, today I, I just got the biggest blessing. I'm so excited. Um, there's an author. His name is John Eldridge. He wrote a book years and years ago called um, What a Time to Blank. <laughs> Waking the Dead was one of them, and there was another one that I – a wild heart, something with a, something with a wild heart. And I was in a horrible place in my life, and things were so difficult and struggling, and I read the book, and it was mind-blowing. And then later, and I moved to Colorado Springs. He lives here. I, he's a customer of mine. Today, he walks in, and he says, hey, have you seen this? He hands me this book called Getting Your, Get Your Life Back. It's his latest book. He wrote it and came out in February. He says, Dave, I just want you to have it. That is a spiritual action that he did for me, and it makes the world a better place. Because think about it. He hands me the book. I'm all excited. I was going to ask him to sign it, but I was too embarrassed. He asked me to – he gives me the book. I read the book, and there's anecdotes. I haven't read it yet. I'm starting tonight. There's anecdotes and things in that book that can help me, and that information passes on to other people and other people and other people. Every single good deed and action helps the whole world recover. Now, what determines the result of how our lives will look is not just our actions – but also our thoughts as we perform them. What determines the results of how our lives will look are not just our actions, but also our thoughts as we perform them. You can do some of the purest giving and some of the purest sharing and some of the most amazing gifting and kindness to somebody, but if the agenda is, if I'm nice to this guy, here's what I'll get in return. If I'm kind to him, here's what happens. I might get a promotion. He'll be nice to me. Uh, he'll give me something. It's really about the thought as we're performing it. Energy follows the intention. If my intention is to do harm, then it's negative energy. If my intention is to bless and to build up, then it's positive energy. Instead of talking about change, talk, 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 talk about change. Be change. Be the change. And have certainty that your actions Make a difference, that your actions really affect the people around you. Because the directions of our life spiritually is led by our thought life. We talk about the Apostle Paul, by the way, in the New Testament documents, cover this over and over again, the ideas of the thought life. 
The directions of our spiritual life are led by our thought life. When we can mimic actions, but we can mimic actions without knowing the value of them. That's why the thought needs to be there. That's why the intent and the certainty needs to be there. When we act out in certainty, it changes the trajectory of our lives. It changes the, uh, the actions that we do, the outcomes, and it affects the world around us. Now, if our consciousness is in the right place, play, please pay attention. This is a good one. Well, I think they're all good, but if our consciousness is in the right place, the spiritual result will be positive. You see, a lot of times we've talked ourselves into somehow, and I don't know where this started, but we've talked ourselves into the idea that the end user is going to be the one who's going to determine whether our spiritual actions are correct or incorrect, if they're positive, if they're negative. But if our consciousness is in the right place, if our intentions, the kavanah, the intent of our heart is in the right place, the spiritual result is going to be positive. The intent of our heart, by the way, kavanah, is a consciousness you employ in everything that you do, whether you know you do or not. Whether you understand the outcomes or not, whether you understand how it's going to hit somebody or work with somebody or not, your intent of your heart is always there. There's good intentions. There's bad intentions. There's positive intentions. There is negative intentions. There's sacred intentions. There are profane intentions. And if we think the action will fail, it will fail. And negativity will come out of it. And we've got to learn to stop stressing about the uncontrollables of the situation and get our hearts in the right place. Just get your heart in the right place. Give be pure when you give. Be correct when you give. Be caring when you give. Do these things because they're the right things for you to do. Do them because that's what you should be doing. The intent of the heart is what matters. Now listen, when we can meet those intentions with action, we think about somebody who's needs our prayers, we think about somebody who needs help, we think about a situation that needs correcting, and everybody sits around, like I said, they talk, change, 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 very little action. But when we take the intentions of our heart and they meet with actions, that's when, that's when we start co-creating, notice that phrase, co-creating, we start co-creating the life of our dreams. We are not standalone creators. God is on our side. Hashem is on our side. He wants to see us succeed. He wants to see us do well. And he's given us the mission of helping to repair the world, tikkun olam. We'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes. Alongside him, not instead of him, not create a God in our own image and do it the way we think we should do it, but to be co-creators with him. And when our intentions are so strong and so powerful, they go into action. That's when we really start spiritually growing. That's when we really start it. When godly desires meet human actions, we begin to create the world as God first built it. I mean, think about it. It was a human action that flipped the Garden of Eden. And now we have the opportunity to just put it back where it was. When we, can, when we understand godly desires, what God wants for us, what he wants for his creation, what he wants for the people around us, we begin to take the actions that bring that world about. Repairing the world to kun olam is a real event. One we have all been called to spiritually build. 
there has been so much talk. It's just kind of aggravating anymore, but there's so much talk about the world and it's blowing up and it's going to explode and, and Jesus is going to return. Don't worry about recycling. Don't worry about climate change. Don't worry about drinking up all the ocean waters. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to see here because God's going to come back and destroy the whole thing. Yet that is not responsible, being responsible to the creation that God left us. That's not being responsible to the humanity that God left us. That is not being responsible to the beauty of things that God left us. I mean, this is possible. I mean, it can happen when the intent of my heart and of your heart matched the will of God for our lives. That's when it happens. That's when Tukun Alam begins. That's when the repairing the world begins to start. People are really confused. They say, well, what's God's will? There are books and books written on God's will. God's will is, it can be complex. It can be difficult. But it also can be kind of, of measured down to a couple of bite-sized sentences. One of them is observe his commandments. Another one is learn his ways. Another one is, is to seek peace with all men. I mean, think about that for a minute. What if we just simply sought peace? We are such a violent people. We are such an a aggravated people all the time, hustle and bustle and running around. What if we observed his commandments, we learned his ways, we sought peace with all men? We begin to repair the world. And when the intent of our heart is those things, to obey God's commandments, the intent of my heart is to learn his ways. The intent of my, of my heart is to seek peace with all men. When those intentions are met with the actions of my life, we're co-creating that world that God was talking about. Every time you make a sacrifice, every time you personally suffer, make a sacrifice, with the desire to remove negativity from your life, that's where you'll find the spiritual energy to shed your selfish desires and to do what God is challenging you to do. We'd rather go sit in an ossified church service for an hour, praying down power from God. And why would God give us power if we have no intention of doing anything with it? Praying down this tremendous power from God, praying for this, praying for that, asking for blessings. We would rather sit through that service and do that than to realize that as we work and make sacrifices to remove our own negativity, our own doubt, our lack of certainty, we begin to make room for the spiritual energy of the light of the creator to move through us. Our selfish desires clash with our spiritual desires. And by the way, this is the whole battlefield for us. This is the whole thing. As we fight against our selfish desires, that's where God and the light of the creator Holy Spirit, any way you frame that, begins to go to work on us. We begin to chase out everything. I can't remember. I think it was credited to C.S. Lewis, but I want to be careful with that. Was fascinated by an individual who had told, was chipping out a, a, a statue of a lion out of a big block of marble. And at one point, he said to him, he said, how do you know how to do this? I mean, how do you know how to shape this block of marble into this amazing replication of, of a lion? And his response back was, oh, that's easy. I just chip away everything that doesn't look like a lion. And that's what we have to do with our own selfish desires. We want to take the intentions of our heart. We want to gain personally. We want to profit. We want to have power from God. We want to have all these things. And yet, if those things, because it's selfish desire, brings negativity into our soul, and there's no room for the creator 
to get the spiritual energy, to get the forward motion, to get the action that we're looking for, we need affinity with the creator. His will becomes our will, and his actions become our actions. And lastly, when setting our intentions, it's a great idea to elevate our thoughts and ensure that they are empowered and imbued with positive sharing consciousness with guidance from the Holy Spirit. Thinking of setting your intentions when you're battling with this, don't go into the battle by yourself. Elevate those thoughts. Elevate that consciousness. Elevate your intentions by getting the Holy Spirit involved. I see this struggle. I see this difficulty, and I want to do something about it, and I need you to give me the wisdom. I need you to give me the guidance. I need you to show me how to get some of these things done. Aim high, hit high. And remember that your contributions matter. And you make a difference for good. What if our conversations with God became less about help me get here, help me do this, help me do that, and the conversations were help me be more like you so I can be more like you to others? You see, energy, spiritual energy flows where intention goes. It flows in those places. When I fight my selfish desire, I make room for the spiritual energy. People are always saying all the time, I go to church to get charged up. I got to get my batteries recharged. I got to get my batteries recharged. What are you doing that your batteries are getting drained? I mean, like if you think of a car, you're just leaving your headlights on, the car's not running. What are you doing that's draining your battery? What you're doing is trying to run on negativity as an impulse power to power yourself to do spiritual things, and it's never going to work. When our intentions of our hearts match the will of God, there's tremendous energy and power in that. The greats, the great teachers, the great pastors, the great apostles, the great rabbis, the great sages, the the, the people of the past, the people who are here today, they all are connected. They have a connectivity with God because they pushed out the selfishness that they have, and they think about the opportunity to serve others through the, through the wisdom of God and the words of God and the will of God. And by clearing out the pieces of them that don't look like God, that chip away those parts, they make more availability for God to work through them. The intent of their heart is that their, their will and their, and their lives will match the will and the intents of God. I want you to think about that. See, energy flows where intention goes. It's about getting certainty again. It's about understanding that God loves us and he wants to see us succeed, but he also knows it's going to be work. And the more I work at it, the more sacrifice I make, the more I work hard to remove my negativity and my doubt and my lack of certainty, the more room I make for creator to work through me. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace. And whether you're joining us either live or on archive, thanks for hanging out with us. I look forward to talking with you again soon. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.